You're listening to Castrol CarCast on Podcast One. Hey guys, we got CarCast coming up. We're going to chat about uh, oh, we're going to chat about some McLarens. I'm going to tell you something exciting that I'm going to be doing with McLaren. That well, mostly exciting for me, but uh, it'll be good. And a little TRX news um, and. Uh, the, the range of EPA numbers we've got for the Mustang Mach-E, the Bronco Sport, and a couple more driving events coming up soon. So we're going to bring you some some cool stuff uh, for December before we take a, a break for the holidays. But before we get started, we all know that Dodge means horsepower and muscle. But did you know that J.D. Power ranked Dodge number one for initial quality? Well, J.D. Power also named Dodge the automotive company with the best driver appeal for mass market brands. That's number one in initial quality and appeal in the same year. It's the first time a domestic automotive brand has run away both with both awards in the same year. And that's enough style and horsepower and performance to make your muscle car dreams come true. It's no wonder that Dodge is... Uh, taking up all these awards. There's never been a better time now to join the Brotherhood of Muscle. See your local Dodge dealer today or visit Dodge.com. Hello, welcome to CarCast. I'm Matt, the Motorator DeAndre here with Bill Goldberg. How are you, buddy? I'm doing great, man. It's it's almost Thanksgiving. I get it's almost eat. it's almost Thanksgiving. Well, you get to eat because you're in Cal- you're in Texas. <laughs> in, 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 uh, in California, I don't think we get to do anything. We we can't go home. We can't have friends over. We can't go to restaurants. We can't we can't travel. We can't do anything. So who knows what we're gonna do out here? It's gonna be oh, Jesus. I heard you can get like a Popeyes chicken. You know, like a like a it's. I don't know. It's Listen, seasoned you, like Popeyes, but then they send it to you, and you just got to put it in the oven or something. That's so that's the hungry like, man, the TV dinner. I'm going to pull the foil off the top. <laughs> <laughs> that's going way down deep, man. Yeah, <laughs> the hungry man. That was that was the thing. The Salisbury steak. Yeah. So and the, the restaurant potatoes, the mashed potatoes, they were like water. Oh, they were frozen three minutes earlier, right? So now. <laughs> Yeah, you have to stab it with a fork and then minute and a half and then turn it the other direction, another minute and a half. But um, we got some interesting news for you guys uh, today I want to get into. But first, uh, just a friend, uh, word from our friends at Dodge. We all know that Dodge means horsepower and muscle, but you also know that Dodge is now ranked number one for initial quality. And uh, J.D. Power also named Dodge the automotive company with the best driver appeal for mass markets. So there's never been a better time now. To join the Brotherhood of Muscle, see your local Dodge dealer today or visit Dodge.com. Speaking of, Holy I saw your video. Power. Oh, I saw your uh I saw your video and uh uh it's it's funny because I looked at it and I was like, Oh, that's your car, that's your property. Dodge Dodge made a last minute call on this one going, Hey, can you do a thing for us? We'd love you to do it. And you're like <laughs> Eh, I got some errands to run anyway. Might as well fire up one of the cars and yell at the camera. <laughs> Wait till I show all the all the, the all the the I don't know. The, I call them outtakes, screw ups, man. I, I mean, I had there was no one here. I had to tape my phone, so it had to be vertical, right on yeah. the phone. So I had to tape the. I couldn't use a GoPro. I had to tape the phone to a ladder, you know, and find a. a, a, a you know, uh, uh, an even spot right by the tire marks that I had already laid, so I <laughs> ruined my entire driveway. 
And then I'm catching hell for everybody for the week takeoff, right? And so I sent Dodge two versions. So I sent one in the red eye so that you could actually hear me and I didn't, wouldn't have to yell over the black car. Yeah. Um, but the, the, the takeoff in the red eye was gnarly, dude. The one in the black car, that black car is so sketchy. I just would have slid right off my driveway because, you know, so I only got like six inches of, of, uh, I I don't say runoff, extra room on the side of that thing, but. Give me a break, boys. <laughs> I thought it was, I thought it was fine. I thought it was fun. But as soon as I saw it, I knew exactly what happened. I was like, "Oh, Dodge just called and said, can you do this thing?'" <laughs> there wasn't even like they didn't send the cameraman or anything. I thought maybe Gage was holding up, but he's so busy all the time now. Not even with sports, no. I was like, "Oh yeah, he just he just shot that." I thought it worked out good. I saw it all over Twitter today and Instagram now. It was perfect uh, though because you know I already had the tire marks you know, set there. So I had a mark. So all I had to do, I mean, you know, it, it, it was what it was. It was 20, 22 seconds of, yeah. you know, whatever I could do. So, all right, hey, so it was an honor. It was an honor to get the phone call to be the guy to do it. So I, yeah. I know you guys bust our chops all the time about the, the show being full of Ford news and Dodge news. Well, I've got some bad news for you. That's the only news that's popped up <laughs> on my radar recently is Ford and Dodge news. So I've got some more stuff on that, but They're I will lead with it. this. I'm going to lead with this because I was going to save this to the end of the show, but I got excited about it as I was talking about it with the guys over in the other shop. Uh, I talked to my friends at McLaren, and uh, I said, hey, I'd really love to drive that new McLaren GT. It's been out for a little so while. So do you know which figure? Can you tell which figure <laughs> I'm holding up behind this one? I, I, I imagine, but... You're, you're an asshole. No, no, no. Hold on. You're going to hate me even more in a second. I know. I, I already hate you. I said... Can I drive the McLaren GT? And they said, that would be fantastic. We're going to send you one over. And I said, now, you know, I also know that that awesome 765 LT that's been running around. And uh, and they said, yeah, we've got a few guys in it. We can get you a couple days in that car. And then uh, our buddy Roger, who's the, the head of uh, communications, the head of marketing PR over there. It's worse. He sent me an email and he said, hey. How about this? He's like, we'll put you in the GT and we'll put you in the 765 LT. He goes, and then for one day, one day, less than a day, six hours, as we're swapping the two cars, we'll bring you a Senna. You can drive a Senna. (laughs) (laughs) Bill's gone. He fell over. He passed out. So I'm looking forward to this. This is going to be fantastic. Uh, but here's the deal. Here's the deal. Um, I drove the Senna at Bondurant, mm-hmm. and I drove the and I drove the hell out of it. So yeah, if I you, remember. If you if you get to drive it half as hard as I drove it, then well, I'm we still, we don't have a track. Yeah, we don't have a track or anything like that. But uh, you know they they. They're going to bring one car like in the morning. You know, what they do is they pick up one car and then they'll drop off one and then later in the evening. Yeah, please go into detail because I don't get these finer things in life like you get. So everybody, (laughs) including myself, would love to know every detail about how they're going to deliver you know, these absolutely wonderful cars to you. Well, it's it's interesting because people have asked me several times, like, hey, I'm trying to get into the, you know, to the automotive world, trying to be... uh, you know, a content creator. I don't want to say journalist anymore because by no means do I think of myself as a journalist. We're on the entertainment side of the business. Uh, we don't do all the track testing. We don't 
do some of that stuff that this is why we have Alistair come in, right? Why we have him come in every month uh, because on their side, they, they really do have a format of everything that they work on, everything that they test, how they write things up. Uh, as a journalist should do. We're on the entertainment side. We share our opinions. We share our thoughts, things we like, things we don't like. Uh, But how do you get on the list to drive press cars? And uh, honestly, I think it's a little bit easier these days than it was, uh, you know, 10 years ago because that list was exclusive to the journalists. Yeah. Us getting into the podcasting world and creating a show, we're probably one of the first to go outside the box and say, we want to feature some cars. So back when I started uh, asking for cars, uh, you 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 got to reach out to the manufacturers. I know some people work with dealers and they get the test drive through dealers and feature cars, and that's good for the dealers as well. Uh, we do it all on the manufacturer level. And I remember that... Uh, we we started asking a few of the manufacturers if we can get on the list. There's no rush. We'd like to feature a car, bring it in here. And uh, and once we did that, they they said, yeah, it sounds interesting. And then they called around to other publications that we're friendly with and uh, and got referrals. Like, you know, said, what do you think of these guys and whatever, you know, even back in the day, they spoke to, to companies like Edmunds and and you know they said, hey, you know, I know the guys have been on the show. They're stand up guys. Uh, sure, it's worth a shot. They're doing something different, and, and that's kind of where we are. But it's not uh, it's, it, now. A lot of influencers are getting it. You know, uh, it's 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 kind of funny because kind of funny. It, it, well, it's <laughs> more than funny. It's bizarre because I know that there are car manufacturers. I spoke to one of them. Uh, and they said, hey, you know, our people want to send this influencer a car. And then the delivery company, the, they're just like an event company. So there's like four or five of them in L.A. And there are other places as well, Chicago, New York, you know, San Francisco. And uh, they they maintain the fleet of vehicles for the manufacturers. They deliver them uh, to to us. Uh, they pick them up and and things like that. And uh, I remember them delivering I, – I don't want to say the manufacturer of the car, but they delivered a high-end supercar to an influencer, and they thought this was going to be a home run, millions of followers. Uh, when, when they got there, uh, the kid didn't have a license. He had to get his mom to sign the paperwork. And, and they called him. The delivery person the kid like, hey, you know, I'm here. I'm delivering the car. You know this kid doesn't have a license you know, he's, I don't know, like, how he can film, like, in his driveway, but his mom's got to drive him around. And they're like, yeah, we're going to give it a try anyway. I was like, all right, fine. <laughs> so, uh, needless to say, um, I do have a license. It is valid. I've had it for many, many years. And, uh, and I'm excited about driving three McLarens next week. Hey. And uh, they're not going to be in the right order, so it's going to be a little weird. But I'm oh, going to I'm wow. going to I'm going I'm to present it to adjust. you guys. I'm going to present it to you guys in the right order. We're going to oh. go GT 765 Senna because I feel like somewhere in the middle is going to be Senna and then GT, and I'm going to be like, eh, it doesn't feel quite as fast. Can we, you know, as much as it pains me to say it, can we get back to the Ford and the, and the Dodge conversation? <laughs> yes, <please? laughs> yes, we will. All right. So speaking of driving events i also have coming up uh in the in the next few weeks we're trying to 
uh, get some events done. Uh, the manufacturers and and us get some events done before uh, before the end of the year. We talked about F one fifty. We went out and drove it, took it off road, and towed it into all that stuff. Uh, I got Bronco Sport, um, not not full Bronco, but I got Bronco Sport, which is going to be cool. Um, I think there's a virtual event for Nissan, so it's not going to be a driving event, but there's going to be another uh, an announcement from them. Uh, but the next driving event, so Bronco Sport and then Mustang Mach-E. I went to the presentation. I was in one of them, went for a ride, and now they're, they've got them out and they're, uh, they're letting us drive them. So I'm actually very interested in, in driving that as well. It's not a comparison against Mustangs. It's a comparison against other SUVs in that segment, other electric cars in that segment. Like I, I think it's got a good look to it. It's got a good profile on it. Um, I'm very so, curious uh, about the about the vehicle. Yeah, I, I think it's a it's an important vehicle for for Ford as well. And you know, companies like GM, you don't expect it. GM said they're going to have something like twenty or thirty EVs in their lineup at some point. They want to be the leader in making EVs. Mm-hmm. You know, so. Uh, Things are going to change. Things are definitely going to change. And of course, you know, Gavin Newsom very famously out here said no more combustion engine vehicles can be sold after, I don't know, 2035 or something like that. It doesn't doesn't take away our our muscle cars and our trucks and our our fun stuff. It just means no new things uh, will happen. But there's going to be a lot of... Eh, you know, we've made this argument before. It's so like the more you threaten to yeah. take away something from us, the more we want to have it. So, um, I, I, I'm, I'm counting on, I'm counting on companies like Ford and Dodge and you know and the supercar companies to some extent uh, still producing gas engine vehicles, hybrid vehicles. Uh, you know things like that to to satiate our our horsepower needs and sound and power, but uh, don't be surprised if we're all driving as daily drivers at some point some sort of EV or or maybe hybrid, but at some point it's going to be EV. So at some point. anyway, that's that's the direction we're heading. We were talking about McLaren, and we said that McLaren was going to go to some sort of uh, hybrid platform. For all of their vehicles, they're called high performance hybrids. HPH is what they're calling it, and the uh, the first one in their lineup is uh, Artura is going to be uh, uh, the new vehicle. Now it looks a little bit like the current lineup, but they're saying the architecture on this thing is is completely ground up and designed for electrification. It will have their new twin turbo V6 that we talked about a while back, but also electric motors and battery power and and things like that. I'm 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 kind of fine with with seeing some of that stuff. I'm not opposed to seeing a cool muscle car have from McLaren, yeah. You know, from I, a company like McLaren, I would be interested in seeing something. Maybe don't start in the muscle car world with 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 Mustang or Challenger, but I'm interested in seeing uh, you know Charger being the four door version that could mm-hmm. be interesting as a supercharged or turbocharged V8. With hybrid technology, right? Mm-hmm. If you if there was a way, I could see that soon. You know, that's a big engine in the front of the vehicle. So, you, you, if you wanted to do an all wheel drive version with electric motors in the front, you'd have to make some room for it some some place. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I could see something like that happening. Certainly, by by 
you know, look, we have we have we have super hot SUVs that are out there. Uh, you know, the the Trackhawk, the Jeep Trackhawk, and now the Hellcat version of the uh, of the Durango, which is bigger. It's a three row vehicle. I can yeah. definitely see because now you have so much more room on that platform doing a hybrid version of that, but not just. Don't a, think that it's not in the plans. Don't but, think that they're they probably don't have one right now. Right, but but not the. Not the everyday version. I want to see the hot version. I want to see the Hellcat oh, yeah. hybrid version of it, you know? Well, you know Dodds <laughs> and you know Ford, so you know they're doing it. Uh, and I think I think other companies will follow suit. I think you'll see it. Look, uh, the Porsches and Maseratis and now Fermeos and the upcoming Ferrari, you know, SUV, it stands to reason that those companies would probably have some sort of high perform high performance hybrid version of their SUVs as well. So, yeah. uh, anyway, that being said, we've got a little information on uh, on the Ford Mustang Mach E. the uh, The Mach E's uh, range, uh, you know, usually we say, "Hey, what's the the miles per gallon?" But the range basically came in with. Uh, uh, 211 miles to 300 miles is the range. And this is on par with what their predictions were. You know, it's literally within one or two miles of, of what Jeez. their predictions are. This is the EPA range estimates for the vehicle. And we, we know there's the standard version and there's the GT. And there's going to be the two-wheel drives and the four-wheel drives or, you know, all-wheel drive. You understand what I'm saying. And, uh, and two different battery versions. I believe there's the 75... 0.7 kilowatt and the 98.8 kilowatt version. So the ranges will will vary depending on the configuration of of the vehicle, the Mustang Mach-E. So I believe the uh, the standard rear wheel drive uh, single motor is 255 horsepower, and uh, that'll be about uh, 230 miles range. And the electric motor, uh, the the second motor adds 332 horsepower total. So from 255 to 332. Um, And then uh, the standard vehicle all-wheel drive uh, range is going to be 211 miles. So the all-wheel drive version obviously has a little fewer fewer miles on the range than the two-wheel drive version. And then when you step up to the GT and you get the bigger battery – uh, the rear-wheel drive version is 282 horsepower, 300-mile range, and the all-wheel drive version is 332 horsepower, 270-mile range. So if you want if you want the ultimate drift vehicle and you want the rear-wheel <laughs> drive and lighter weight, you can get the 300-mile range, and, uh, and, the, and, uh, and I think you can get it with the 282 horsepower rear-wheel drive. But you want to do the all-wheel drive – about 270 mile on the range in in its largest GT form. So, yeah. you know that's uh, 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 actually uh, I misspoke. The the GT will will have uh, the performance models of the GT will have 459 horsepower and 612 pound feet of torque. So, uh, you know, and and then they're everybody's getting into the fast charging and you know the the Mach-E's DC fast charging hookup. 
Uh, if you have a 150 kilowatt source, you can replenish 47 miles in 10 minutes. But again, you need the infrastructure to make that happen. Yeah. So anyway, Mach-E. Those are all pretty impressive numbers, though. It, it, it'll be it'll be fine. I, I think it'll be fine. Listen, if you if you're in LA and you live in an apartment, and you can only charge at work or going to you know public charging stations. I still don't think the infrastructure is there. That's not a fault of these car companies yet. It's just a fault of of everything else involved. But if you're going to charge at home, I think these 270-mile, 300-mile ranges are, are probably going to be fine. And if you can do some sort of quick charging at home, uh, it, it, it's fine. And we've always said, look, if, if, you're, if you're going on a road trip and you don't have another car, it, it's just – just go to Enterprise and rent a Tahoe or something like that. You're going to want the extra space anyway, right? Like, just it's you know. If Has anybody buying, factored like, in the time the the drain on the batteries uh, for the time sitting in traffic in LA, or are they all just completely turned off and they're you know it it that is part of the calculations. Like when we talk to guys like Alistair again, we they they do talk about the EPA's a rating of range. And then their rating, they they sort of design their own loop out here in LA that it combines traffic and highway and city and uh, and it turns out the car companies are recognizing that they're trying to make this range thing as accurate as possible. And I would imagine there's something going on with the vehicle that it. It calculates stuff on the fly. It used to be like I remember driving an early model Nissan Leaf. I get in it. It says 100 mile range, and I was doing 70 miles an hour on the freeway, and it was actually that's what was eating the battery. And I got you know 52 miles into it, and the car just stopped. And so I think now they're they're building in a certain amount of a certain amount of of buffer right i think the yeah. software is able to do things like hey we need to back off on the battery and we need to like get, if it's constantly thinking you know hey we're telling the the user it's 300 mile range we need to try to hit that number the software is saying we need to hit that number as closely as possible yeah. granted you know aside from a track day right and and <laughs> it's it's calculating it's a little bit like having a, a a couple of reserve gallons of fuel, you yeah. know, in a car, like, you know, we drive the cars all the time and you got the little distance to empty meter and now it's just flashing at you and you're like, Oh, I'm going to run out of gas. And you realize, yeah, you've got 40 more miles, you know, it's it just, it's trying to give you some amount of buffer. I think that's probably happening on the software side of these things. So, uh, so it can try to get as much range. And the other reason why that theory, I think, holds up is because somebody like uh, Tesla can say, hey, uh, you know, there was floods in Texas, so we're going to do a software update and give everybody on their, you know, Teslas in Texas, you know, whatever, 30 miles of extra range, right? And, and, right, because it is possible, right? What we're trying to do is come up with the cars that, have a certain amount of performance, especially when you're looking at, you know, Teslas or Mach-E, GTs, you know, a certain amount of performance numbers that it needs to meet and range. But mm-hmm. I'm, I'm sure through some sort of software or calculations being happening or even trying to hyper-mile drive it as, as a user, you can, you can change that number because there's some flexibility in what's happening. But, you know, what the car companies don't want 
is what happened to me in a Nissan Leaf years ago. Well, no like, question. You know, that I don't want to read 100 miles and go, hey, I've got, I'm in Irvine, I've got 80 miles to go, and, I, and I'm just driving on the freeway. They went 57 miles, and this thing's on the side of the road. I'm like, this is a vehicle of lies. It's just a bucket of lies. Why am I stuck on the side of the road? But uh, anyway, so that's what's going on. I'd say on. in the beginning they were more projections, and now, now they got to be held to it. You know, because it's a finite number that everyone's shooting for. Yes. You know, and we talk about uh, the EPA standards, how as a company, not a particular vehicle, we need to meet miles per gallon goals. We need to meet these CAFE standards, and especially in California for emissions and fuel economy. And the way it works, and uh, as most of you know, as you're listening to this, you you understand how it works. It It's not what's the fuel mileage on on your you know your Porsche 911 it's on the entire company and Porsche is owned by VW so you got to sell a bunch of great economical VWs to account for the Porsches and 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 things like that so yeah. that being said as much as we want Raptors and Broncos and lift kits and 35-inch tires on the off-road trucks how do you compensate for that uh you do it with Bronco Sport in this example, and Bronco Sport will have the 1.5-liter engine and the 2-liter engine, and the figures on those are now uh, – they came out 25 miles per gallon city, 28 highway with the Bronco Sport 1.5, and 21 city, 26 highway with the 2-liter turbo Bronco Sport. I don't know how those engines are going to be. They sound tiny. <laughs> <laughs> to me, <laughs> but I'm looking forward to driving the Bronco Sport. I My think it's Can Am's got a bigger engine than that. I know. <laughs> uh, uh, I we got a few weeks before I will be able to get out there and drive those, but uh, we'll give you some feedback on that, and then hopefully um, uh, we'll be able to get in the full Bronco as well at some point. Now, how do you think the feedback from that's going to be compared to? Uh, the raptor killer, what you're about to say right now. <laughs> the raptor killer? <laughs> what are you talking about? What is this raptor killer? You lead about? into it. That was a good lead in. It is a good lead in. I love the little Easter eggs that they're putting all over the TRX where the T-Rex <laughs> is it. eating the raptor. Love I just it. love the banter between the between these companies. So, um, Hey, man, like you said many, many times before, it breeds competition. And it's just, you know... It, it uh, benefits, you know, meatheads or uh, gearheads like you. <laughs> yeah, all right. I'm going to tell you guys about some TRX stuff because uh, people are testing them now. The embargo's lifted. Lifted. We're getting some feedback on them. Uh, before I hit that, uh, a word from our friends at Geico. Uh, do you own your home or you rent your home? Either way, it can be a, a lot of hard work over there. But you know what's easy? It's bundling policies with GEICO. GEICO makes it easy to bundle your homeowner's or renter's insurance along with your auto policy. And that's a good thing too because you already have so much to do around your home. So just go to GEICO.com, get a quote, and see how much you could save. It's GEICO easy. Visit GEICO.com today. That's GEICO.com. All right. So TRX. This is what we learned about TRX is uh, – well, first of all, it's fantastic. Uh, everybody that's been driving them and taking them off-road and even driving them around town saying a lot of thought has been put into this. Everyone's having the blast with it. 
uh, fuel mileage be damned. <laughs> That's not why what you're doing it. Twelve. I, I think it, twelve. If it's you're 12. if you're if you're trying if, to if you if you're coasting if you're yeah, going downhill. <laughs> but but uh, who cares? You know, I mean, uh, God, it, it's going to be a fantastic toy for uh, for those who can. Uh, I, I'd say afford one, but also can can can. Find a road where you could fit one, find a garage where you could fit one, or maybe a piece of property or something. Uh, it's been interesting to hear that that uh, there's there's actually not a ton of Ram 1500 in this. The The entire chassis and everything's been beefed up significantly. Yeah, because, what, a quarter of it is, is, is 1500? Yeah, because they, they really want it to be durable. Now, the result of that is... Oh. Is a truck that's sixty three hundred and fifty pounds. It's about six hundred pounds more than a Ram fifteen hundred, and it's actually uh, the round bale. Yeah, and if you think about it, uh, six thousand three hundred and fifty pounds for the TRX. The Ram Rebel four by four, which is close. It's fifty four hundred pounds. It's almost a thousand pounds Oof. less, and the Raptor Super Crew is uh, is only fifty seven hundred pounds. So, um, it's uh, it's it's interesting, but they had to beef it up. It's got the big engine in it, of course. It's got the big tires and stuff on it. There's uh, thirteen inches of wheel travel up front, fourteen inches out back. The thing is a monster. Um, there's a very, very simple that a lot of people have been talking about. Uh, uh, by the way, it's 11.8 inches of ground clearance. It can, uh, uh, it's got, it can ford water 32 inches deep. It's got the fantastic Bilstein shocks, the Bilstein shocks. Hallelujah. Uh, the, the Hawk E2 adaptive shocks with nitrogen charged remote reservoirs. Uh, they continually adjust to handle the demand, uh, the, the terrain. They, they're supposed to be fantastic. Everyone is saying they're better than the Fox shocks, which is great. It just means Ford needs to step up their game or work with Fox or somebody on it. Um, and uh, <laughs> and uh, the, the idea of having a truck this big and this heavy and Dodge says, you know what it needs? Launch control. <laughs> <laughs> and it and it has one of the easiest ones. Yeah. Here's how it's worked. You're sitting here as a car guy describing it, and all you can do is smile, mm-hmm. right? And all I can do is giggle and smile. They it they win. I mean, they they accomplished their goal, and neither of us have have yet to sit in the vehicle. No, you know, it, 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 you know it's funny because I I think back to the Nissan GTR when that came out as well. And the Nissan GTR, people were like, ah, you know, it, it, it doesn't quite have the appearance and it doesn't have a thing, but we love it for what it represents. It just turned out to be a monster of a vehicle, Power. right? You're like, yeah. it's big and it's heavy and the aerodynamics aren't great. And it's just how, and it's a six cylinder. It's like, what's it going to do? And they're like, no, we did it. We did it with great science and engineering, like it all wheel drive and the launch control in that thing. Was was awesome, and it was one of the first yep. vehicles to really have that thing. I mean, I I got uh, I drove a bunch of those things over the years, and we just started to love what it represented. And I always joked Great about, cars. I always joked about like seeing one of them, you know, drive the streets in Santa Monica and on the side of the road, 
you know, you see some dude like elbowing his girlfriend going, look at that thing. It's a, look at that. That's the new GTR. And she's just looking going, I don't know, man. I just see a Honda Accord. I don't know what you're talking about. Exactly. <laughs> that's the, that's why I've never purchased one. And, uh, uh, but it ended up representing so much. And I think, yeah. I think that's one of the things we love about the TRX is, is certainly Raptor laid the groundwork for a badass off-road vehicle, uh, mm-hmm. And, you know, for the last decade has dominated that area. And then for, for Dodge to step in and go, if we're going to do it and it's going to be nuts, let's just make it nuts. Like, you know, what should yeah, it have? I mean, and I, I've been I've been as pissed off as anybody the, the last 10 or 15 years. They haven't been in that space and, and, and they haven't had anything competitive. But this kind of makes you forget about all. <laughs> it, it does. It's and, funny. And that's in their marketing. You know, I, I went to that uh, the F one fifty event that I talked to you about, and everything there on that F one fifty is fantastically thought out. You know, it's like, oh, we put a step here, and we put a ruler here, and we put outlets here, and we want to, you know, and you can plug in here, and it's the touchscreen does this. Everything is so well thought out. And what it's I love just about the- they're making advances on the same vehicle year after year after year after year. You know, right. And what I love about the TRX is. They said, what does it need to be? It needs to have big power. It needs to be faster off-road, more comfortable on-road. And then somebody said, you know what it doesn't need, but I'd love to have is uh, <laughs> is this and this and this, right? SRT. Uh, it, it has the very simple, like, single button, like, on the steering wheel launch control. And uh, in its showroom stock, massive 6,350-pound form, It'll do zero to 60 in four and a half seconds. Yeah, four and a half seconds. And by the way, that's before you get a hold of it and do batshit crazy things to it. Oh, it's going straight to Gearhead, (laughs) stage three. Goldberg Garage, uh, yeah, that's a later date, but yes. But uh, I, I can't wait to see what that thing does with, I don't know what, 1,000 horsepower. Who knows where you're going to end up. But, a little under, nine, nine, nine something. Yeah. So we'll see. Um, and we'll have to talk to them about that and see what their thoughts are. Are Did they just uh, uh, add more boost? Or are they going to port the supercharger? I think they're porting superchargers and doing their tune and doing some exhaust. They got some new package out on 93. They're getting 900 out of Yeah. Motors. You don't have to brag about your 93 octane over there with Texas. Oh, I forgot. <laughs> yeah, I understand. I understand. By the way, yeah, all of our TRXs that we're going to get in LA are probably 612 horsepower <laughs> because I took the uh, I took the RT out, the 70 black RT the other day. Yeah. And I put I went to the gas station to put some fuel in it and I and it was like thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. When I put oh, my, yeah. oh it was unbelievable. None of these cars have ever had real gas in it. Yeah. It's gonna be wonderful. All right, so that's enough on uh, on on TRX. Um, I think it's gonna be it's gonna be fun. Grudgingly uh, said, uh, by it's man. gonna be fun. I can't wait to test one out here. I don't know where to go and what to do with it. I'm just gonna run over sidewalks, people's lawns, or something like that. Uh, I'm gonna wreak havoc out here with that thing. But it sounds fantastic. It looks awesome. When I went to the Ford event, somebody as I was coming in, somebody was getting ready to leave. I'm sure just a, a, another, you know, uh, somebody journalist or something had a bright blue there i got out of my truck which is low to the ground and i parked next to a trx 
And I'm just staring at the rocker panels. I'm just like, this thing is huge. This thing's massive. And I was just laughing. I was like, this is going to be so much fun. It really is going to be fun. So anyway, I love that they're doing that. Uh, They're going to have some fun with that. And I love you to death, but I got to scoot, man. Yeah, we're wrapping it up right now anyway. I think we're uh, we're good for today. We're going to bring you uh, – uh, we got a couple more shows coming up before uh, before a holiday break. But everybody have a thanks. Have a great Thanksgiving, and uh, we'll, uh, we'll chat soon. Thanks, man. Don't eat too much. Love you, my brother. Have Love a you. happy Thanksgiving. You too. Take care. Be good, bye. Let's see. I think we're uh, we're all we're good to go, Chris. What are we missing? What do we? I think I think we're good. Did you you hit Geico already? Yeah, we got our ads done. Yeah, we got our so, show done. We did thirty five minutes. Look, it, it's I'm Thanksgiving. Hungry. Let's get it's some Thanksgiving. food. Let's eat. Guys, follow me up on uh, on uh, on social media, especially for next week. I'm going to do what I can to post as many. I'm going to focus on the driving, but I'm going to. See if I can bring somebody along to snap some pictures of all the wonderful McLarens and uh, some upcoming stuff. So follow me at Motorator on social media. Until uh, until next time, uh, keep the air in the spare and the bag in the wheel. For the latest updates and call-in times, follow the show on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at CarCast Show. If you'd like to write in, fill out the form on CarCastShow.com. And don't forget to give us a nice rating on iTunes. CarCast is a Corolla Digital production and is produced by Chris Loxamana. For more information, visit CarCastShow.com. Hey guys, thanks for listening. We'll be back uh, in a day or so. Adam Rye will be in the studio bringing more car casts for you. Before we wrap it up, another word from our friends at Geico. You know, you own your home or you rent your home. Either way, it can be a lot of work. But you know what's easy? It's bundling policies with Geico. Geico makes it easy to bundle your homeowner's or renter's insurance along with your auto policy. And that's a good thing, too, because we already know you have so much to do around your home. Just visit Geico.com, get a quote, and see how much you could be saving. Visit Geico.com today. That's Geico.com.